Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep-deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach. We can't talk about holistic health and fitness without talking about economics and politics, because those influence how feasible it is for people to live a healthy lifestyle. Now, I promise I'm not going to say the T word in this episode. Everything I'm talking about is way bigger than any one individual. Before I dive in, I want to tell you about something I'm really excited about. I have just launched transformation programs specifically for single moms. Okay, so these are programs that are designed to get single moms to reach high levels of fitness and health despite being interrupted every two minutes, sleep deprived, limited time, limited resources, and having to do it all on your own. So I'm really excited because any transformation program that aims to get single moms to reach high levels of fitness and health has to optimize your entire life because Everything needs to be perfectly in order in order to carve out that tiny bit of time and have that little bit of energy you need in order to do the things it takes to reach those high levels of fitness and health. So we're going to be talking about everything and we're going to address everything. And this is not a fluffy program. This is, there's no fuzzy pink dumbbells here. This is to help you reach high levels of fitness and health without having to leave your home, without having to have long stretches of uninterrupted time done in line with the life you live, having young kids, having them interrupt you every four seconds of your day. And so if you're interested, the only way, the absolute only way to get into these programs is to message me and I will answer you personally. I want to make sure that everyone who gets into these programs is a good fit and will be a great addition to the group and is likely to gain the results they want from the program I have to offer. So find me at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook and Instagram. Send me a message saying, I want in, and I will answer all of your questions, tell you everything you need to know to decide if this is the right opportunity for you. And I look forward to getting started with a lot of you all. This is really exciting. All right, let's dive back into the episode. So we're talking about fitness, holistic health, and what that has to do with economics and politics. Well, in order to be fit and healthy, what should we be doing? Ideally, we should wake up when we feel rested, and then we should go outside, get some sunlight, be in nature, meditate, have a healthy breakfast with fresh ingredients from our garden or farmer's market. We should go do work that fulfills us, spend plenty of time with family and friends laughing, low stress. Now, yeah, that's something to strive for, and some people can do it. And if you're one of the people who can do that, you absolutely should. But that's just not feasible for most people right now. And why not? Why is it so hard? We talk about freedom and opportunity. Do most of you feel like you could choose to live that lifestyle if you wanted to? What would that mean for you? What sacrifices would you have to make? 
or what would you have to achieve in order to have that level of freedom to live a lifestyle that's considered healthy? Why is it so hard for so many people to even do just the basics? An hour of physical activity a day, an hour. Cook quality meals, get enough sleep, get through life without prescription meds to help us cope with the stress. We can't talk about holistic health and fitness without getting into economics and politics. I'm not an economist, I'm not a political scientist or a scholar, I'm just trying to start a conversation. There's a conversation that needs to be had that's not being had. There's plenty of political theater. There are well-meaning people focusing on specific issues, and that's important. I appreciate that. But there is a gap in the conversation that isn't being addressed, and I want to focus on that today. I won't be proposing solutions. I'm not an expert in these areas or a policymaker where I should be deciding how to fix it. In general, we should be advocating for the results we want, and policymakers and experts should know how to get those results. Right? When people come to me for fitness training and nutrition coaching, I don't ask them, well, what workouts do you think you should do? What foods do you, do you want to eat? No, they tell me what they want to achieve, and it's my job as the expert to tell them how to make that happen. And so that's all I'm doing. I'm starting the conversation about the results we want and why we might not be getting them and then opening it up for experts to chime in. And if you're one of those experts, please chime in. I'm sure I'll be missing things in my reasoning and understanding. So please correct me when I'm wrong, add information when it's missing. <laughs> you know, if I paint an incomplete picture, fill in the gaps. I just want to jumpstart this conversation and then have more qualified people continue it. If you're an expert, I'd love to have you on this show to discuss these issues because they're important. Please message me at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook or Instagram, and we can talk about having you on here to discuss your expertise and how to solve the core of the problems that we're facing in society that prevent us from being able to live these lifestyles that allow us to achieve optimal health. So once again, why is it so hard? Well, times have changed. Times always change, but they've changed yet again. That romanticized time when an 18-year-old able-bodied man could get a job and support a family, that's gone. And even in reality, at one time that was true for a typical able-bodied middle-class man of a certain race, but definitely not true for everybody. Working class, struggling families, women have always had to work and work ridiculous hours and <laughs> barely get by, right? But that romanticized time when a, a middle-class family could be supported by one person, a man, because they had the opportunities, we're not there anymore. One person in most cases, can't support a family. The value of human labor has decreased compared to the value of the things we need. 
homes, cars, food. Now we need things like smartphones just to function in society, to get along as a normal member, to do what's expected of us. And so with the value of human labor declining so much, right, this is what they talk about. Wages have been declining steadily since the 70s. There are so many people looking to work and not enough work that needs to get done or is advertised as wanting to get done. And so the value decreases and people need multiple jobs or side gigs just to support themselves at a modest level. College is more expensive than ever with less benefits. People are graduating college, getting jobs that once were for, you know, summer jobs for high school kids. Medical care is through the roof, which is why talking about prevention and living a holistic health style, a holistic lifestyle is so important. Medical costs are ridiculous and so many people don't even have the option of leaving their job for a short period of time to take care of themselves and prevent bigger medical problems later on because if they quit their job, they don't have the medical care they need. So now with college costs through the roof and a lot of people graduating and not being able to get very good jobs, we have a generation that's taking care of adult kids who haven't been able to move out of the house yet while their aging parents also need their help. And so what happens to them? Not only that, with both parents needing to work in most two-parent families, childcare is a necessity. So you end up with retired parents often doing unpaid work as childcare providers. And if this isn't an option, families often end up in tough situations. So between taking care of kids, your children until they're an older age, helping to take care of your aging parents, and then childcare being a necessity, how's this generation gonna retire when they're squeezed so much? And then we talk about when people get into tough situations. So for example, single parents often can't do it on their own and family members chip in. If there's a sick family member or a catastrophe, family members often chip in. Now, this could be money that would be used later for retirement. With people in such fragile situations where they're just getting by, don't have that much saved up, medical, a medical catastrophe could wipe you out. Losing a home could wipe you out. Having your car hit could wipe you out, all of this, right? One misfortune can ruin a person's ability, a responsible, hardworking person's ability to support themselves. A lost job, temporary med a medical procedure, temporary disability, a theft, any of that. Too few of us are able to have enough savings to support ourselves for very long if our income is lost or a major unexpect unexpected expense arises. And so how do people deal with these situations? Once again, family members often chip in. 
which reduces their financial cushion, which makes them more vulnerable if hardship hits them or it makes them less ready for retirement. So they're working to older ages, making themselves sicker when they shouldn't be working in some cases. And now think about this. Even if you are that hardworking, successful person, even if you've strived and you're that one who's gone, done all the school, worked your butt off, made it to high levels, if much of your extended family lives with modest means, there's a better chance that you're going to give up part of your financial potential to chip in when they face hard times. Right? So even you doing everything exactly, going above and beyond, being the superstar, if you're a conscientious family member who helps out, you know, if you have one of those families where people chip in for each other, that may not be enough. So now with so, of us, so many of us unable to earn incomes that make saving up for major expenses within a reasonable amount of time feasible, right? Like how many of you could be like, I'm going to just save up for a home and buy it in cash. I'm going to save up for a car and buy it in cash. Maybe a hoopty. That's, that's usually what I like to do. <laughs> I'm going to just pay for college in cash or increasingly even smaller expenses, phones, computers, furniture. How do we do it? We depend on financing, which means that we're giving away more and more of our income as interest to financial institutions instead of investing in our own future and nest egg just to get by because we can't put away the savings when it comes time for that big expense. We have to finance and give away some of our hard-earned cash as interest. As I mentioned earlier, we need more to function within society than we did at one time. Certain things that used to be considered luxuries are now considered necessities, right? Cars have been considered a necessity in most places in the country for a long time, unless you live in a city like me. I don't have a car. I'm doing just fine. Um, college education was once a luxury. Now it's a necessity. Smartphones recently were a luxury. Now they're a necessity, more and more, and inequality is increasing in society. So with all of this going on, how are we supposed to live that lifestyle that we need? We have to find a way to address the core of the issue. We have to find a way to address the fact that the value of human labor has decreased to address the fact that there aren't enough high-paying jobs available for everybody. Yes, everybody should work hard. But if there are only enough living wage jobs for 60% of the population, or whatever it is, I made that number up, then no matter how, how hard everybody works, you're still going to have 40% of people not making a living wage. So what does that involve? How do we stimulate the economy? Is that the answer? Do we stimulate the economy 
in order to motivate people to start more new businesses, have people consume more, which then necessitates more jobs, more work to be done. Is that sustainable? Is that best for the earth? Maybe it's more about, you know, the information age, the, the, um, the knowledge economy, intellectual property. Maybe we really focus on increasing the value of that so that everybody has something that they can offer. Everyone can become an expert in something or share something, you know, but I mean, as being someone who's in that business right now, it's a pretty crowded market. I mean, people can only do so many online courses, coaching programs, read so many books, watch so many documentaries or films or whatever at a time. (laughs) So is that possible? Maybe it is. Again, here's where the experts chime in. Maybe it's having more stuff come from the government. Maybe it is bigger government or maybe it's less regulation, you know, but then if you have less regulation, how do you protect the people who don't have those jobs that make a living wage? Maybe it's the universal basic income. You know, you deregulate, let business do its thing, but consider every single citizen a shareholder of the American economy so that everyone gets a piece of the pie. So if businesses cut costs by cutting wages, well, it ends up circling around. I don't, could that work? They're proposing it. Maybe that's an answer. But in any case, something that doesn't address that basic issue isn't going to change our lifestyle. It's not going to raise our quality of life. We need to be able to work less on jobs for other people and spend more time working for ourselves and our community doing good deeds self-care, family care, community care, that will increase our quality of life. That will increase health and fitness. So how do we accomplish that? I'd love to have you chime in. I really would. I want to start this conversation. Right now, I know of one politician who's talking about it hardcore. I don't know if the solutions proposed will work or not. I'll leave that up to the experts. I'm willing to try it. I want to hear more people talking about it. I want to hear alternate solutions that I haven't thought of, that I've never heard of before. So again, jump in. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what your personal experience is. What have you seen work in your community? What have you seen work in your country What policies have made a positive impact? If you're a researcher, if you're an expert, what has history shown us? What have experiments in different cities, countries, states shown us? What are some of the things that make this more complicated? What are some of the factors we're often missing? I want to hear about it. But ultimately, let's all hold our policymakers and our business leaders accountable for increasing the quality of our life, not just economic measures, 
economic measures often don't translate into the type of lives people are living. Yes, it correlates and it can be useful at times, but sometimes, especially as times change, it misses things. And so let's talk about how much freedom we have, how much opportunity we have, whether we can choose if we want to, to live that lifestyle that'll allow us to make healthy choices, to be fit and strong well into old age, to be one of those people who is doing everything on their own until a couple days before they die. And then we don't have to spend as much on medical care. We don't have to spend as much resources taking care of other people who may be going through hard times and can't contribute and can't work. We won't have to depend on prescriptions to help us deal with the stress of living a lifestyle that human beings are not meant to live. These aren't disorders in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, this is the human body and the human mind reacting exactly as it's supposed to under these conditions. So let's do something about it. Reach out to me, please. Once again, at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook and Instagram. You can check me out at superbusymommycoach.com. New website is going live very soon. Thanks to Jock Brokos, founder of the Holistic Therapies Directory. Shout out to Jock for helping me out with that. Once again, if you're interested in figuring out how to do the best you can under the conditions we're facing right now, message me. I have programs for everybody. The programs I'm focused on right now are for single moms, but I train everybody so you can reach out. <laughs> and right now I've launched these new programs specifically for single moms. So again, message me. I want in if you're interested or ask a question, or join the conversation. Thanks for listening to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. Have a happy and healthy day, everybody. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.
You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.